0: this tax plan right you saw page 93 they exposed what's on page 93 of the tax plan it uh it uh says that a person a baby is a person real early like earlier than we like it the lefties (laughs) i can't remember the exact language because i just skim news articles on facebook but (laughs) (laughs) it's bad I just look at them real fast and then I get off there before somebody's like, did you sign the thing? I'm like, I, I, I was pretty busy today, but I think I saw it. I, didn't, I might, not have, might not have signed the right one. Everything's broken. Everybody, very, very, very dark times right now to be a famous rapist. <laughs> uh-huh. That's bad, and uh, don't you know? Don't worry about your not famous uh, rapists, right? <laughs> you know, you know, like a date rapist or your local pedophile or whatever. They're doing good work still in the community. <laughs> but fuck Matt Lauer, <laughs> Garrison Keeler? Who thought we'd like Garrison Keeler and Al Franken? Men- menace, dirty ass That's Minnesota. Nice. We should have known with Prince that they were dirty as fuck in Minnesota. Nasty well, it's fine like wouldn't you we we gave up who we lost Matt Lauer, but uh, We lost Charlie Rose, but we got Bill O'Reilly <laughs> Right Wouldn't you make a trade would you trade sweet dick Willie right now? Would you trade Bill Clinton and his entire legacy right now for Donald Trump right now? Yeah. There you go yeah. There you go, so let's get them all out right? crazy it's uh, it's a very it's it's an emotional time in our country the me too movement you've seen this hashtag me too it's like a, a beautiful beautiful empowering movement i think the the most incredible thing uh the best thing for me is that it's all social media you know like facebook so just two three more weeks it'll go away oh. <laughs> it's time for the holidays it's time for the holidays <laughs> Can't talk about this shit during the holidays. <laughs> I got to get to the war on Christmas. The war on I fight I fight on Christmas's side. By the way, you fucking lefties. <laughs> now I I agree with you on most things, but I do fight for Christmas. I like Christmas music. Anybody? No. God, ah, you fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> right what's wrong with a good christmas tale i even like the real super jesus ones <laughs> they're great right right they're they're nice though <laughs> you have to eventually separate them from all their meanings. so we, we got to keep something right we're getting rid of the statues that's fine we're getting we're getting rid of the guys right all men we're getting rid of them slowly but surely we're getting them out of positions of power eventually we're gonna have films made by women right <laughs> You've seen, there's a couple of them out right now. Films written and directed by women. I swear to God, Lady Bird? Anybody see Lady Bird yet? No. Of course not, uh, but they're out there. They're out there, they're coming. Look out for the ladies. We're getting rid of uh, the statues. We're getting rid of men. Uh, oh, doesn't it, I hate that we got rid of Bill Cosby. We gotta get rid of Jefferson too, <laughs> right? I know. What about Abe Lincoln? probably pretty fairly abusive toward Mary Todd, who we know had mental illness. Let's get rid of them. Let's get rid of all of them. (laughs) All right. Well, I like to leave most of my sets with a horribly controversial statement from a fellow comic in the audience. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Chris Knautzer. Have a great night.
1: this is one white bitch that's what I'm saying Mary Todd Lincoln she was nuts anyways I heard she was all crazy in the head like people have done no they really have they've done those like you know how they write books about things after they're done like pride and prejudice and zombies they made one about like Mary Todd Lincoln and like being crazy and freeing the slaves it was her husband but they do a book about it I'm, I'm, I'm not a crazy person I'm telling you it's true are there, are there any other people in the audience who've had physical pain that want to tell their stories? I see one. I also see one right here. I see two. Yes, we're gonna do these. Absolutely. That's what this whole night is about. So come on up. Uh, the first person that's going to come up, he uh, has a podcast here on Mondays from 8 to 10. It's called Forever Two Wheels. Woo. That's FTW. That's because he rides a motorcycle and he's had his bitch ass ripped apart by a car or some shit. We're going to hear the story right now in three minutes. Everybody put your hands together for Steve. Hurrah. Thank
2: you. Thank you. We get on stage. we to get on stage for this one. Hey, thanks for everybody coming out tonight. pam always, super fantastic. <laughs> Emily is a no-show. I don't know what happened to her, but uh, anyway, I'm Steve for the, team, the uh, Forever 2 Wheels Show, Monday nights, 8 to 10. It's my partner, George, right there. He does the music. Uh, some will find it hard to believe in my baseball playing, my bicycle riding, my motorcycle riding, I've never broken a bone. Black eyes, bloody noses, almost dislocated shoulder, limps, bruised ribs. You get the idea. Uh <laughs> But I've survived. I've even raced motorcycles and did not manage to hurt myself too badly, but As I was training a quarter century ago for uh, a big race, uh, an endurance race out of Sears Point, now Sonoma Raceway, uh, we went out and rode dirt bikes out at the Sandpit, a little place out in the Antioch. So it's off Highway 4, uh, that Mecca, the East Bay, maybe you've heard of it, Cultural Mecca, Antioch, really nice place. George loves it out there. Anyway, so we're out there riding around, we got the place to ourselves for a couple of hours, we're ripping around, boom, 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 me and my two of my mischievous partners. And we stop for a joint and a little bit of water, and uh, all the little kids from the neighborhood show up. And they're now, I ride a man-sized dirt bike, so it comes up to roughly my belly button, the fender, the seat. Uh, the rest of these guys are on little bikes like this, and they're all like half our age, and I'm like 20-something at the time, and it's like, this looks kind of odd. So we finish our joint, our water, hop on our bikes, and suddenly we're surrounded by the Supercross starting line. It's like, where the fuck did all these little kids come from? Suddenly we've got like 15 bikes out there in addition to the, the three of us. And they all go tearing off and my bike fouled a plug and it's like damn it when you foul a plug that means your spark plug has to be changed out so change it out put a new spark plug in i'm ready to go so i take off i'm in second gear third gear putting along listening to it and i look up and one of the kids went out flipped a bitch and came straight back at me and he target fixated that's where you target fixate and you're just going to go wherever it is at Uh uh-oh this ain't good so i lean it over and bam he hits me and we're both knocked off our bikes And I get back up and I'm like, God, my shifter, my radiator smashed, the set aside of my engine's fucked up. Jesus. I look over at the kid, his forks are bent like that and sticking out of his shirt were the arm bones. It was not looking real good. Happy story though, we exchange Christmas cards every year. Christmas cards every year. Anyway, thanks you guys, have been great. Don't forget to tip your waiters, waitresses, and buy your favorite DJ a drink. Steve dismembered a small child.
1: Hooray! What a beautiful story! And they still talk to each other. That's crazy! My mother didn't even hurt me that much, and we don't talk. So that's funny. She only hurt me, like, emotionally after I was in my 30s. So what kind of bitch am I? That kid still talks to you? Wow. Amazing world. Steve, everybody listen to FTW every Monday from 8 to 10 here on Mutiny Radio. Yay! Yeah, you can clap. Everybody's like, uh. Your next comedian is also named Steve, but you can't, uh, him. He's come all the way from Missouri. I don't even, I can't even point to it on a map. Like I have like weird dyslexia, but it has nothing to do with maps. I just don't know where Missouri is. That's just my problem. Cause I've lived in California all my life, so I'm a dick. There are people that live in a place called Missouri which my friend over here calls Misery, and uh, he chose to go there. But he's back for like 13 days, so put your hands together right now, everybody, for Steve Poggi!
3: Yeah! Thank you.
4: Thank you. I love how you sound incredibly drunk until you have to pitch out a Showtime. And then you somehow... You should just talk in showtime mode all the time when you're drunk. Hey, what's going on? I was fucking shitting in the baby's mouth every Wednesday at 8 o'clock. <laughs> shitting in baby's mouths. <laughs> I'll give you a dollar. There you go. <laughs> Uh, I do live in Missouri. It actually relates to my story. So uh, we'll start the story off with the fact that my mom uh, isn't very good at giving uh, like bad news. Uh, one day, uh, she just calls me up and she's like, hey, did you see Game of Thrones? And I'm like, yeah, it was a good episode. She's like, I, I don't think that character's really dead. I think the zombie people are going to come over. I got diagnosed with leukemia. Do you think the dragons are going to win? Like, I'm like, what? What? Like?" And sure enough, she got diagnosed uh, with a form of leukemia that is cancerous, so I had to pack all my shit up from out here in San Francisco and move back to Missouri to take care of mom. Uh, it was a very unplanned move. I basically literally just had to throw everything I own into my van and drive it across the country for the most nerve-wracking drive of my life. Because I drive a beat-up van with California plates, and I was terrified I was going to get pulled over because the cops were thinking that I was trafficking weed. Okay. <laughs> because I was trafficking weed. That's what I was doing. <laughs> I want to retire. I don't want to do this horse shit forever, okay? That was my 421-OK okay package. And I want to live on a beach. Uh, so I get out to Missouri, and, uh, like, the uh, first thing, like, Missouri, is it's, just, it's all about just getting drunk. Like, crazy drunk. Like, every time you go to a gas station or, like, Chuck E. Cheese, there's big bins of, like, airplane bottles of liquor for a dollar. Like, it's... It's like a playpen at McDonald's kind of like just get all as you can how much like I think I won these I don't know what we're doing, but and so I got really into those and it was weird because She is doing drugs. She's drunk. It's okay guys. She can smoke her fucking medicine Somebody should give her some coffee, but let's give her the other thing No, I don't I'm not smoking uh But, like, I got really into drinking these things because I had family around me all the time. Like, everyone was coming over to Mom's house, all the cousins and aunts, and everyone was keeping a close eye on me. Uh, So I turned to the airplane bottles because they're very covert. Uh, Like, Steve's using the bathroom a lot. (laughs) and I just go in there and just burr, 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 you just pound it down and that's the sad thing about it is that it makes so much fucking noise like every time you want to just have it, burr, 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 <laughs> it it's like a shitty game of Mario Kart where you win but still lose like I I don't want to hear my sorrows drowning I just I just want to have a drink and make matters worse I have a bad vehicle and so it's a, you know it's a green van but I've got a silver bumper and a silver fender because I hit a deer so hard that I cut my radiator cap in half, just blasted this thing, and so I had to get out and look at it because I'm a curious person, right? I had to see, you know, what happened. I got out there, and this deer's laying there, and his brain is leaking out of his head. And you would think if something's brain was leaking out of its head, it'd be pretty quiet, but not this son of a bitch. He's out there. I'm like, your brain's out of your head. I can't fucking help you, like. If you sprained a leg, I've seen Homeward Bound. I could patch you up and get you back. I can't put a brain back in. I don't have glue sticks or thread. Like this is, you're fucked. You know, you're on your own. And I tell people that story that live in California and they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, I am fine. All right, the deer is ruined, but I am fine. And then I tell that story to people in Missouri. They're like, did you keep him? Like, no, I didn't. Like, what do I want a deer without a brain for? What good is that? I'm going to sit him on my couch and introduce him to my friends. Like, hey guys, this is Gumbo. Yeah, we're going to put a Santa hat on him and make him an Instagram star. You know, get kids in there for quarters. Or airplane bottles. Three airplane bottles. Get you a picture with fucking Donner. But it was the, the whole brokenness is it's, it's ups and it's downs. You know, I came out there, I didn't have any bookings. I didn't know what to do. I had to look into getting a real fucking job, which in San Francisco is not that horrible. Everyone's got alternative workplaces. But you know, drink a beer at work. We don't give it, make your own hours, you know, we'll give you <laughs> unlimited tokens to the meditation slash jerk off booth. You can't, you know, work if you're confused, get in there and relieve your spirits. Right, And in Missouri, they're just like, we got a lot of hours. Like, oh my God, like, (laughs) you wanna work 60 hours? No, not at all. (laughs) Like if I just came in and said hi to everybody and left, would you get me a Big Mac? Like, let's trade out here. (laughs) Let's trade, and I tried to think of things that I used to do. You know, I used to deliver pizza, but I had to resign from that job uh, because (laughs) I was getting so stoned, I was showing up without the food. It was bad for everybody. Just ringing doorbells. Like, Are you guys the Johnsons? I'll be back in 10 minutes. I'll be back in <laughs> 10 minutes. It'll be hot. Quit your bitching. Quit your bitching. But, you know, I thought I was out in San Francisco. Now I live in Cowtown. Like, you know, if you want to get rich, you got to make an app. Right? That's the secret. I'm like, I can make an app. How hard is it to, you know, make an app? Pretty fucking hard. Pretty fucking hard. You got to read a lot of shit. You got to write in a language. It's like, I can't make an app, but I could steal somebody else's app. Right?
5: And thank you for tuning in to Women's Magazine today This is Global Val here at FM, And it is 2.15 So there was some sort of podcast from our station playing beforehand And um, I guess they were folks who were kind of funny Or trying to be funny And um, I'm just kidding happy friday everybody i am running a little bit late today which is why you tuned in and didn't hear my voice right at two o'clock but here's some music from the troublemakers union i'll be back in a few minutes couple minutes uh to get started here on women's magazine this fine friday it is june 8th 2018 and global vows election season recap begins and continues peace Enjoy the, the cheese!
6: testicle ball inside a human movement, had to head north, rise up, the marriage idea was not working, had to escape north, This up, fight back, beat the beats at their own,
5: For listening to Women's Magazine here this afternoon, I'm Global Val here at Mutiny Radio FM. That's some music from the Troublemakers Union off of their album called "Fight Back." Uh, I like that that little uh, that little jam right before I uh, came on the uh, Ooh Sister Outlaw. So it's been election season, not just here in San Francisco and California, but across the nation. There have been elections um, for various levels of government, uh, local, state, and federal. So um, right here in San Francisco, we don't know the results of the elections yet um, because the Department of Elections is working every day uh, to try to count the remaining ballots. I believe at the last count, we had about 80,000 more ballots to process. Um, so, you know, another thing that kind of bugs me about, um, mainstream media coverage of, of politics, um, other than political polls, which I, as a, um, someone who holds a degree in political science can tell you right now, never believe a political poll. Um, but anyhow, that's, that's my, that's my bias, um, uh, because political polls are biased. So, um, don't trust those so much. Um, but the other thing that really bothers me is that as soon as the polls close, we start getting these numbers in and people are declared winners. They're, they're saying, well, so-and-so is on top and, and, uh, you know, it's projected that they're going to win. But in fact, we we really don't know. (laughs) We still don't know. I mean, even on, I mean, with the mayor's race here, we had ranked choice voting. So it takes longer to process all of these votes because, um, for example, if you have a ballot and your first choice vote was eliminated, then they will go to your second choice, um, and then add it to the total. If that person is, as long as that person is still in the running and they just kind of eliminate from the bottom, um, from the bottom up, and keep lopping the second choice votes on and Oh, Oh, your second choice got eliminated. Oh, so we're going to go to your third choice. Your third choice votes gets counted towards someone if they are still in the running. Um, if they're not, they're not. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so there's still a lot of counting to be done. And, uh, I, I don't like how, uh, you know, people declare victory uh, on election night because they, we don't know. Um, so that's that's my little two cents about all that. Do I sound cynical this afternoon? Sorry, I'm just kind of tired. <laughs> it's been a long week, but I hope you're out there enjoying this fine Friday. It is a beautiful day, and we are here, kind of at the beginning of summer, at the cusp of this warm season uh, here in San Francisco. There's going to be a lot of what what what's wonderful about San Francisco is there's so many free events that you can go to um, to interact with folks and. Um, listen to free live music and, you know, try all sorts of different things. So I definitely encourage you to get on out there and uh, enjoy some of the summer fun. Of course, here in San Francisco uh, on Sundays, every summer, uh, every Sunday in summer, we have the Stern Grove Music Festival, uh, which is free. The, the headlining act usually goes on around 2 p.m., but of course, you can go out there early, set up some chairs and a picnic blanket, bring something to nosh upon, and uh, enjoy the day out there. Um, and on this Sunday will also be the 41st annual Hate Street Fair. So um, from Hate and Stanion to, I th- believe it goes to Masonic, um, the Hate Street Fair, always a good time uh, colorful and, uh, (laughs) exciting. So there'll be some great music and of course food and vendors and all sorts of funky people all around. So, you know, get out there and enjoy the, the great urban outdoors. So, um, anyhow, back to elections, um, a couple of cool things to report upon. Um, there's a 26 year old woman um, in Georgia, who, um, is a a hip hop artist, a rapper. Um, but she, she won, um, her, her local district election. And as she was sworn in, um, she took her oath, not on the Bible, but on the autobiography of Malcolm X. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, my internet's a little bit slow right now, so I can't. Grab her name. I want I want her name to be known here on Women's Magazine. It's coming up slowly, slowly. Thank you for your patience. You know, I I I I'm a pretty patient person and I I would just like more people to be more patient as well. Um it just makes life a lot easier. Um, what is her name? Ah, Mariah Parker was just been elected to the U, uh, elected as the Athens Clark County, Georgia commissioner in district two of Georgia. So Mariah Parker, um, yeah, took her oath on the Malcolm X's autobiography by, um, Alex Haley, as told to Alex Haley, her mother held the book and her other hand was up in the air with a fist. And, um, you know, part of her platform is, you know, just trying to help her community um, and try to even the scales of justice a bit. Um, and so she she won. So we're seeing uh, these these new people, these new faces, come in to the system of government, and it's it's pretty exciting stuff. Um, another another story of interesting developments where we don't just see some old white dude uh winning and running and you know do the same old same old um in New Mexico uh they had their um they had a primary election and dub halen um they they think she she's likely to be the first native american congresswoman um, so I believe that she just, um, uh, is, uh, you know, ranked high in the primary and that'll be voted on in November. Um, but that's exciting to have a native American woman, the first, potentially the first native American woman to be in Congress, um, a front runner in New Mexico. So that's exciting as well. Um. There's just so many stories across the country right now you know um, a good a good group to tap into is indivisible um, because they've really been kind of supporting a lot of grassroots political campaigns um, and uh, making the push to to shift Congress significantly in G- G- uh, November of 2018 um, as as uh, the House of Representative gets, well, overturned <laughs> in in many ways. So there's there's definitely a lot of progress happening across the country in terms of the people who are going to be in elected positions um, of representative government uh, to bring voices into the room who are not usually heard. So that's that's some good news. Um, but, you know, yin and yang, uh, Arkansas has gone back um, a, into a, a dark age of uh, abortionless um, o- options. Uh, not not 100% abortionless options, but uh, very limited. So um, there was a lawsuit um, against the use of this pill, which is uh, basically it's Loosely referred to as medication abortion, um, it's a two two pill series, um, one being administered at the clinic and one taken at home. Um, it's kind of supposed to induce miscarriage as opposed to having a surgical abortion. Um, and uh, it was found to that law was taken to court and it was found to to stand. So there were a, a so anybody who had been. Approved and gone through the whole application process in order to go in and try to get this medication abortion pill service. Um, it was all on hold or turned uh, or turned turned down, turned away. Um, and then their only other option was a surgical option in a different clinic um, about 350 miles away from uh, the one that was administering medication abortion. Um, the The case was argued that. Uh, in the interest of the woman's health, of course, they were thinking only of the woman. Um, that uh, that a doctor um, with admitting power or admitting authority to to a hospital should be, um, you know, the the one who's who's administering this this medication abortion, just in case that there's some sort of complication um, when the woman goes home. Um, so um, they actually found that um there was a very very low incident of any sort of complications um from the medication abortion and um but uh so so this arkansas law as of a couple days ago um was upheld and now it's going back to court so we shall see what happens um however i know that that, that medication abortion is actually going forward in in california um trying to get that onto Um, college campuses and make that an available um, service to women who want to exercise their constitutional right to have an abortion in the United States of America. So, you know, things are happening. There's a lot of back and forth, um, but, you know, we live on this planet and it's always in flux. So uh, the only, the only, downfall would be to expect it to always stay the same so uh, as as we look change in the face um, let's hope that we can uh, smile a little bit and also um, you know be willing to engage in these conversations and uh, open our minds to others and hopefully open other people's minds. I'm Global Valley, you're listening to Women's Magazine here on MutinyRadio.fm here in San Francisco's Mission District. Um plan to play a little more music for you and we are gonna do a little bit more of an in-depth election recap uh, at 3:30 on the common thread collective Calvin Welch will be calling in um, Diamond Dave will be here and I'll be here and maybe you'll be here too you're welcome to join us at 21st and Florida Streets right at the corner here in the Mission District and we hope that you do
7: Al incomparable de su sol Donde acaso floreció más de un amor Bajo el árbol solitario del silencio Tantas veces nos ponemos a soñar Todos vuelven por la ruta del recuerdo Pero el tiempo del amor no vuelve más que trae en su mano la flor del pasado, su aroma de ayer, nos dice muy quedo al oído, su canto aprendido del amanecer, nos dice con voz misteriosa de nardo y de rosa, de luna y de miel. ¡Qué santo es el amor de la tierra, qué triste la ausencia que dejó el ayer! ¡Qué santo es el amor de la tierra, qué triste la ausencia que dejó el ayer! El atardecer Nos dice con voz misteriosa De nardo y de rosa De luna y de miel Que santo es el amor de la tierra Que triste la ausencia Que dejó el ayer Que santo es el amor de la tierra Que triste la ausencia
3: I thank the thousands, thousands of volunteers, grassroots donors, supporters who won this election today. No candidate ever wins anything on their own, and it's It win a victory for working people? A yeah. victory okay.
5: That was Deb Halen, uh, from New Mexico. She won the primary in New Mexico's congressional first district. And, uh, so that means that she'll be going on to the November election, um, to, to win that seat in Congress and then in the house of representatives. So, um, a pretty exciting day of good times folks.
3: ¡Suscríbete oh. 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 oh.
5: Positive news, happy news, good news, positive developments, shedding light in dark corners, and watching the rats and cockroaches scurry out of them um, here, right here in the Bay Area. Um, and I've I've spoken about it a bit on the show before. Um, there's been an ongoing movement and struggle to save the West Berkeley shell mound, uh, a 4,700-year-old or more uh, sacred ceremonial site for the indigenous Ohlone peoples of of the San Francisco Bay. And um, just this week on election day, actually, the city of Berkeley denied uh, the fast track application that would have desecrated the West Berkeley shell mound. So um, this is a a great victory. Um, It's definitely not over. um, But there were people you know thousands of people who sent letters of support made signs made maps shared research organized events fundraisers went to ceremonies um you know donated money shared food went to public meetings testified at the meetings uh took photographs and shared things on social media and so um that that movement um has definitely uh grown here in the bay area and uh, has at least at this point succeeded. Um, so the city of Berkeley, uh, again, denied the fast track application that would have desecrated the West Berkeley shell mound in, in favor, uh, that would have allowed to, you know, build some more condos. Hey, (laughs) guys want some more condos? Um, just saying, I know we need housing, but let's be respectful about the where, where, what we do and how we develop our cities, our counties. um, And, you know, let, let our, let our human footprint um, not be such a big stomp um, on mother nature, on community, on culture. Um, We definitely need to take, I think a much more balanced approach um, to the way that we, you know, try to live our lives. And, you know, I know I'm sounding, I I was sounding a little, even though with all this good news, I was sounding a little cynical today. I really don't think cities are healthy places. Um, You know, there's just, especially when they become really crowded and there's hundreds of people standing next to each other on a train in a subway where there's all sorts of exhaust and soot and dirt being kicked up all over the place and people are coughing and it's, you know, they're not, it's not a healthy way to be, but if we figure out ways to actually develop cleaner systems, more efficient systems, you know, I think we can do it. Um, but it's, it's kind of hard to look to, to see, to see through to the other side. Um, but I think that we do have a lot of, uh, um, good people who are looking towards, um, you know, having just a better quality of life for everybody. And I, I personally would like to see in San Francisco, I'd like to see some more open air subway, uh, stations. Um, I don't know. I always feel kind of, kind of medieval and weird going underground so far. <laughs> I don't know about you. Um, and sometimes I look like, you know, like I walk around and I've got like this tie-dye bandana on my face and sunglasses. Not that I'm incognito, but I'm just trying to like not have all that exhaust like go into my lungs and go into my eyes. And, you know, I, I, I it's not really the kind of life that I would like... To live, but at the same time, uh, San Francisco and the Bay Area is such an amazing place, and we're so lucky to have our our counterculture, our artistic culture, the the music, the poetry, the politics, um, and uh, just that just that feeling of being activated oh, amongst one another. So, um, here's to figuring out some of those healthy vibrant solutions. I'm Global Val. Thanks for tuning into Women's Magazine today. Stay tuned. Common Threat Collective is coming up in a few minutes. And as I said, we're going to be doing an election recap here with Calvin Welch, longtime political wonk here in San Francisco. He and Diamond Dave have known each other since the 70s when they were part of the, or maybe before that, but um, they were both part of the initial community congress that helped to um, establish the the uh, the concept and the model for having district elections here in San Francisco. Supervisors used to be elected citywide. Um, now they're elected by district. Um, that is part of the uh, hipstery of Diamond Dave and Calvin Welch. So uh, Calvin will be joining us and be giving us a call in at 3.30. That's about a half hour from now. So just remember, folks, um, when your aspirations seem outrageous, like running for Congress and changing the world, hey, inspiration's contagious so don't forget it peace y'all be right back